we have actually been going through a series over the last few weeks uh, about the names of Jesus. He shall be called. And we started with Wonderful Counselor and Mighty God. Last week was Everlasting Father. Tonight we're going to talk about the, the Prince of Peace, Jesus being the Prince of Peace. And then tomorrow morning we'll talk about him being the Son of God. Uh, the key verse that we've been looking at is Isaiah 9.6. Here's what it says. It says, there it is. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. This is a prophecy uh, of the coming Messiah. Uh, it's about Jesus. It's about uh, him and, and the, who he's going to be, what he's going to be like. And tonight, we're talking about Jesus being the Prince of Peace. By the way, guys, I think that's in the wrong spot, the clicker thing. If you could fix that for me, I'd appreciate it. So now we're going to look back at Jesus as the Prince of Peace and what that can do for us. Peace, especially inner peace, seems to elude most of our society. We don't seem to be able to find uh, real peace. Now, I don't want to be a downer guy on, on Christmas Eve, but let me just point out a few things. Like the fact that suicide is the number two cause of death for teenagers and college-age youth. Did you realize that? Right behind uh, vehicle accidents, suicide is the number two cause of death. 18% of Americans have anxiety disorders of some kind. In any given year, 27% of American adults will suffer some kind of mental disorder. And in our lifetimes, 48% of Americans will suffer some kind of mental disorder. By the way, that's higher than any other place on the planet. 9.4% of people in America use some kind of illicit drug, including prescription drugs. And 30% of Americans abuse alcohol. We try desperately to find some kind of peace, and we medicate ourselves because we can't seem to find it. Well, in a few moments, I want to help you try to find it, okay? You know, one of my favorite TV moments uh, uh, happened on the Oprah Winfrey Show. Now, I'm not a real giant Oprah fan, but i got to be honest. I'm a big fan of this one a particular clip. And if you haven't seen it, I want to encourage you uh, later sometime this week to go look on YouTube and watch it. But she's doing one of those giveaway shows, you know, where she has everybody come in and, and they show these uh, cool new gadgets and they give everybody in the audience one of those cool new gadgets. And at the end of that particular show, she shows this brand new car. And she says, okay, guys, bring them down. And everybody comes down, and they give everybody this little box. And she says, hey, inside one of those boxes, there's a key. And somebody in this audience is going to get a brand new car. So everybody together, open your boxes. And they begin to open their boxes. And their immediate reaction is, oh, I got the key. And then they look around, and they go, oh, wait a minute. You have a key. You got a key. And Oprah does this. You get a car, 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 you get a car. And everybody in the whole room gets a car. Now, I got some good news for you tonight. Don't get, no, don't do that. <laughs> Underneath one of your chairs. No, I'm just kidding. There's no, there's, but folks, I'm going to offer you something tonight that is way, way better than a car. You get the key to peace. 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 Now, these folks are not bringing, yeah, you can clap for that. <laughs> hey, 
What these folks are giving out are coloring books that we've devised for your kids to follow along with the sermon tonight. Now, I know some of them are just going to go crazy and go through it and take, but if your kids are old enough to follow along with the sermon tonight, uh, they can follow along with this uh, coloring book sticker book and make sure they get some colors. And by the way, if you're here and you're a parent or a grandparent and you've got some kids or grandkids at your house or are going to be there tomorrow, uh, we would like you to take one of those home for them tomorrow. Okay? So kids, if you're old enough to follow along, you can follow along with us here in just a minute uh, in that book that you have. But folks, I'm serious about that. Tonight, you get the key to peace in your life right here, right now. And I want to start with this point. Jesus brings peace to our hearts. Look what the Bible says in John chapter 14, verse 27. It says, peace I leave with you. By the way, this is Jesus talking. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Now, kids, in your coloring book, this is page, I think, two. It's got a little boy, a little peace sign there, okay? And if you take your stickers, you've got two stickers, and you should be able to put those stickers right where those go, right where his little heart is, and right there on that peace symbol, okay? And we're going to talk just for a couple of minutes. Your moms and dads and I are going to talk about peace for just a minute, and then we'll go on to the next page. Listen, folks, Jesus wants to bring peace to our hearts, he wants to. Notice in that scripture, he says nothing, nothing about taking difficulties away from us. He says nothing about how wonderful and, and unchaotic our lives are going to be. It's not about removing the chaos. It's about Jesus giving us peace in the midst of the chaos, folks. Now, what does he mean when he says, I'm not going to give like the world gives peace? Because he's kind of insinuating there that the world gives some kind of peace. And it does. The world offers outside circumstances to cover up or distance us from other outside circumstances. In other words, I lose my job. I have this outward circumstance and I lose my job and I don't have any inner peace. So what do I do? I drink to cover it up. Because I feel better when I do that. Or, or in our society, sometimes uh, we even create a fun and excitement and, and those kind of things. I, I, I feel bad about the way my family is. I don't get along with my wife. My kids are rotten. I can't stand to be around them. So I'll go to a Chiefs game and just pretend like they don't exist for three hours. Now, folks, there's nothing wrong with going to a Chiefs game, okay? But, but if, well, it depends on which one you go to, I guess. But, but listen, listen. If we're doing those things to fill our lives with something to cover up, the pain that we feel and the lack of peace that we have, there is something wrong. There is something desperately, desperately wrong. Folks, Jesus in this passage is offering us lasting and consistent peace to our very hearts. I also want you to see from the scriptures that Jesus brings peace to our minds. Jesus brings peace to our minds. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, it says, Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. He'll guard both our hearts and our minds. Now, kids, in your coloring books, there's a little guy like that. It's like he's ready for a lobotomy or something, okay? And uh, there's a little brain sticker, 
And a little piece of sticker there, you can put right there on that page. Let me ask you a question, folks. How many of us lose sleep or we can't concentrate or focus because we are just consumed with worry or we're depressed about something in our lives? How many of us have a real problem just even focusing at work because we're just consumed with all the bad things that are going on around us? You know, we live in a news culture uh, uh, that, that feeds us stuff all the time to worry us and depress us, I think. If that's their goal, they're doing a good job. You know, we have people depressed and they can't function uh, because of an election and what they think might happen, but it hasn't happened yet. Now listen, I'm not making a political statement there. All I'm saying is, folks, we got people that they, can, they have ceased to be able to function because they're afraid of what might happen. They're not saying, in response to what has happened, I can't deal with it. They're saying, I'm going to perceive something in my mind that could possibly take place, and now I can't function as a human being because I'm afraid of what might happen. They're paralyzed by their own imagination, folks. Jesus is claiming here to be able to give us peace of our mind that puts us at rest. Puts us at rest. Not worried. Not depressed about life. Not afraid of the future. Simply at peace. Simply at peace. So the question is, how do we get it? If that's possible, if it's really possible for me to have peace in my heart and peace in my mind, if the Prince of Peace can somehow really give that to me, how do I get it? How do we legitimately and truly experience peace in our hearts and minds? How do we do that when we lose our job? When we get a bad report from the doctor? when we lose a loved one, when we have all these unexpected circumstances that that just fall on us, here's how. Here's how. Embrace the next three points that we're going to talk about. If you'll embrace those folks, you'll be able to experience that kind of peace in your heart and in your mind. Put your faith in these next three points and then cling to them like your sanity depends on it Because guess what, folks? It does. It really does. Here's the first one. Jesus was born in a manger. In Luke chapter 2, what Pastor Derek just read a few minutes ago, verses 10 and 11, it said this, And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Now, kids, in your coloring book, It's a little manger scene just like that. And on your sticker page, you've got a little Jesus sticker. He goes right there in the manger. Make sure you put him there in the manger, not balanced on the cow or anything like that, okay? (laughs) This passage says that there is somebody who's been born, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Not an activist, not a moral teacher, not a prophet from God, a Savior. Someone who will indeed save you. Folks, Jesus came into the world for a specific purpose of saving us from the penalty of our sins. In Luke chapter 19, Jesus says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. He's saying, listen guys, you want my purpose statement? Here's my purpose statement. I have come to the world to seek and to save that which was lost. That's why he came. The Savior came 
to save us. We also see, though, that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Now, this can be a little bit of a confusing verse if you don't kind of take it slowly, because it's all these hymns and he and them and them. For our sake, he, God the Father, made him, Jesus Christ, to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him, Jesus, we might become the righteousness of God. Kids, in your coloring book, there's a little uh, page that looks like this, and the cross goes right there in the middle where Jesus paid for our sins. Jesus actually became sin for us and died on the cross so that we might become his righteousness. This is God's great exchange program. It's God's great exchange program. Uh, Folks, what happened here is, is Jesus came and lived a completely perfect life. And then he gave it freely to become what we were so that we could become what he is. He came and said, I will give my life on the cross and pay the penalty for them who are sinners. I will take the penalty for the sinners so I give them credit for my righteousness. It's an exchange program. He's saying, I will exchange my life and what I have done for their life and what they have done. And he's offering that, has offered that on the cross to pay for our sins. But that's not the end of the true story about Jesus. The reality is, Jesus rose from the grave. John 20 verse 1 says this, Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early, while it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Kids, in your coloring book, there's a little picture of a tomb like this. And a sticker of a big boulder right there. See, folks, this is in essence the the, the key to the gospel. Jesus rose from the grave to prove he was the Savior. It validated everything he did, everything he said, everything he was. It completed his mission and his purpose for which he came. He was born in the manger to be the savior of the world, and he completed the task by his death, burial, and resurrection. Folks, we we are going to have a birthday party for Jesus tomorrow morning to celebrate Jesus' birth. But you cannot, you cannot stop the story of Jesus, the truth about Jesus. You can't stop it at just the birth of Jesus. That's a teeny tiny part of the whole truth. And by the way, the only way to, to peace in life in your heart and in your mind, is to give your life to him by faith. Put your faith and trust in him as the only way to be forgiven of your sins and experience a life-changing transformation that can only come through being connected to the Father by his son, Jesus Christ. Folks, we live in a world that tells us, hey, it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you're sincere. As long as you have sincere belief. If you really believe strongly enough what you, what you think, uh, then you'll make it true. Well, that's just not real reality, folks. No matter how much I believe, if I drop this little clicker thing, I don't know what it's really called, 
It's going to fly up in the air and gravity won't take it. It doesn't matter how much I believe that. The truth is, if I drop it, gravity will take it. See, truth is truth whether we believe it or not. And this is the truth about Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. See, there, there's no other way to heaven, folks. There's no other way to, to, to have an, an eternal life with God except through his son, Jesus Christ. And there is no way to peace in your life, in your heart, and in your mind, except through his son, Jesus Christ. By the way, to those of us who've already committed our lives to him, we, we have to embrace what he's done and cling to it, folks. Uh, sometimes we, we, we have made that decision, we've made the decision to give our lives to him and to follow him, but we get sidetracked by life circumstances. We get pulled away by the things going on around us. And we forget where that peace comes from. And we begin to try the earthly things uh, that we had already put away to try and fill us with some kind of meaning in life, and it just doesn't do that. By the way, he's not going to remove our circumstances, but he will give us peace in the midst of them. If you think what I'm saying is, hey, listen, if you'll just give your life to Jesus, all your problems will go away, that's just not true. In fact, I've found that a lot of times they kind of pick up speed. <laughs> kind of pick up speed a little bit. But even in the midst of all of that, Jesus can give us peace in our hearts and in our minds. If you're a Christian and you're trying to find peace and you're not finding it, quit trying to fix your circumstances all alone and just rest in Jesus. I don't mean don't do the right thing. I don't mean don't make right decisions, but trust him, rely on him. This Christmas, you can experience something way, way better than a new car. You could experience a new peace that we just read, passes all understanding. In other words, it's not humanly understandable. You, you can't even, you can't even I can't even describe it to you. I can't even help you understand how good it is if you'll just give your life to Jesus and do life with him. Folks, this Christmas, I can't give you a new car. But what I can give you is the key to true peace in your life. And it's through God's Son, Jesus Christ. If you've never given your life to him, you can do that tonight by simply uh, uh, making a decision in your heart and your mind to give your life to him and ask him to forgive you of your sins. Turn away from your sins and give your life to him. Accept what he has done on the cross to pay for your sins. And just ask him to forgive you and to follow him the rest of your life. Folks, it's, it's really that simple. There's not a bunch of religious stuff you have to do, not a bunch of hoops you have to jump through. You see, the reason God doesn't allow us to, to add stuff like that to knowing him is because he wants us to understand and remember he's done it all already. There's nothing more to do except the, except the gift. If I gave you uh, my phone and I said, here's this phone, I give it to you. If you just leave it laying up here on the stage tonight and walk away, go home, it's not really yours. It'll never be yours. You'll never get any use out of it. But if you come up and take it for your own, then it becomes yours and it becomes useful to you. Okay, Jesus gave his life on the cross to pay for all of our sins as a gift. It's laying there on the table for you. 
Many people will walk by it and say, oh yeah, I see Jesus. I know who he is. I know what he's done. He's a good guy. I like him. But they won't take that gift. They won't pick it up and keep it as their own. They'll simply acknowledge that it exists. Some people will ignore it altogether. Folks, I want to encourage you, don't do that. Don't do that. Experience peace this Christmas in a way you've never experienced it before. By the way, we are here to help you. And on those connection cards you see there in the seat backs in front of you, there's a place to check a box. If we can be of any help to you, if you, if you want to make a decision tonight, we can help you with that. If you're like, I just don't, I don't get all this stuff you're talking about. I want to know. I need peace in my life. I don't know how to get it. I want to talk to somebody about it. We'll be glad to sit down and talk with you about it. We are here to help you on your spiritual journey and do whatever we can to be a blessing to you. But I want you this year, starting tonight, to experience a new peace like you've never experienced before. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your incredible blessing. God, we live in such a messed up world. We need you desperately to help us find peace. But God, we thank you that peace does come. It comes through your son, Jesus Christ. And he brings peace to our mind and to our hearts, to our lives. God, we thank you for that peace. We pray now that you will help us to not only uh, understand that, but to give our lives to it, to embrace it, to just cling on to it, and then really truly experience it. We thank you for Christmas, for sending your son Jesus to this earth so that we through him might know you. In his name we pray, amen.